Hello, Pastor Deborah here again with another word of encouragement. Look, this is the wonderful motion video from Pixabay. I just think it's amazing. And thank you, Pixabay, for allowing me and Agape Love Ministries to download this free motion video from you. We thank you, and we send a great big blessing to you, and a thank you to your creators and to your company. Thank you. Okay, today's word of encouragement out of the Zoom studio with a motion video from Bixabay is number 41. It's 15 of the year 2022. By the time you see this, we'll be well into several months of the year 2022. Can you believe it? I've already started getting ready, studying, preparing for the year 2023. I'm going to try very hard to make sure you have a word of encouragement every week. For you, your family, your friends, your nation, your leaders, so that all can become better and we can learn and grow. So this week's word of encouragement for you, little ones. Now, you little spiritual ones that are with me right now here in the realm of the spirit. Do you know, I just had a young, precious lady come to me in the spirit. She's been having some troubles with her sort of leader in this volunteer organization. But yet she has the love and the heart to help youth and people. But she's got some issues, like all young people do. She's like a baby that needs to be taught by her parents, sometimes disciplined. But most of all, she needs love of a mother. So she came to me in the spirit because she had heard how I had, was trying to help her leader to help her. And she came and asked me and said, thank you. And she came and asked me to be her spiritual mother. She kissed me on the cheek spiritually. And I told her what she needed to do, spirit to spirit, and then in a private email. So this other lady who wants to help her and who wants to be her coach and mentor, guider and leader, so that she'll be the best that she can be in her volunteer position so they can work together. I don't do that work. I stay behind the scenes as mama. Mm -hmm. Being a spiritual mother is the role of a pastor, a shepherd. It's to help others find each other and connect with them. And sometimes I have to spank little butts and be very honest behind the scenes with what's going on. Mamas do that a lot. You know, they have to teach, but they discipline. They nurture and they feed, but they also will send you to your room if you need to. They'll feed you things like vegetables that you don't want to eat because it's not sweet and tell you how important it is. They will also make you go to bed when you don't want to. 
Mm-hmm. They'll give you baths and make you clean. They'll plan your meals for you. They might work or might not work. Sometimes they're your best buddy, your first teacher for many, many years of your life. So mamas are very important, even in the realm of the spirit. Did you know I learned years ago that in the world of witchcraft, the occult, the new world order, there are such things as dark, evil mothers. Mm -hmm. That's right. I didn't know that at first. Yeah. They're not nice mothers. Very abusive spiritually. And they can be very abusive to the soul. And they're usually big, big people. Mm-hmm. They'll sell their own children mm-hmm. for their desires. So this young lady, she left happy. Going, I know she'll do what she needs to do. And I got another child to raise. So they can be out on the global stage and teach and help other people. So that was just this morning what happened. So in this word of encouragement. This number 15 is entitled, Do You Have Idols in Your Heart? You see all of these little globy looking things? They represent idols, worlds that you serve, things that float around inside of your heart, which is considered your mind, your feelings, your desires. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking you that question as a word of encouragement. Do you have idols? Something you worship and serve and bow to could be just you. It could be just bowing to your own desires. Could be gods or goddesses. Could be money. Could be sex. And you actually have statues, graven images, maybe of a beautiful woman that you just adore, or a beautiful, physically attractive male, or a child that you want to be embraced in a sexual relationship with. Maybe it's just a dollar sign. Maybe it's wearing of a crown as a global leader, king and ruler. Maybe it's just to be a politician. Maybe it's whatever the idol is. It's whatever you desire to worship and serve and that you pray to. Could be just your own desires. I want. And you become the God yourself. Right there, that big one. And it comes in your thoughts. It's always in your thoughts. It's all about me. And I can promote myself if I do it right, if I've had the years of experience. But sometimes, you see that big one? We get so big that nobody else matters and that nobody else is equal to us. And we have all the answers. And we just want to fly on big planes. And we just want the titles and the office. And some people just do it for money. But there's still, see that big one? And then it's fleeting. And there's competition in here for other idols. 
Maybe you have a whole hallway uh, uh, and built a temple inside of your mind. Sometimes it's your precepts, your concepts, your beliefs that are your idols. And that's what you work for. You support, you defend, you protect. You even go out and make speeches on it. You raise money for it. So your own ideas can be your idols. Maybe you work for another God and his desires, even though you may not know that. That could be your idol. That which you have lifted up, set in stone, maybe marble. It's a thought inside here. Some people have set up constitutions, governments, organizations as their God that will solve their problem. And they build an idol. An idol is a statue, a representative, a picture of something that you worship, both spiritually and in the natural. And we're taken to a scripture reference, a scripture of Ezekiel 14, 2 through 3. Ezekiel was an Old Testament prophet of the authorized King James Bible. He was in the days when humanity was still not born again. Christ Jesus had not yet come to sacrifice himself, but God was trying to work with humanity to bring him forth. But he had to have a nation and some pure people in it that he could use who had the right heart so he could bring forth his son through them. And they would be sort of like the mother tree. And they would let their seeds and their fruit fall down. Other people would pick them up so they would be a blessing to themselves and a blessing to all the nations. And that was Israel. But Israel got in a lot of trouble and couldn't do it because they kept falling away, serving other gods, idols, worshiping other things. So here in Ezekiel 14, 2 through 3, let's hear about, do you have idols in your heart, your soul? Your spirit usually just goes along with the soul in your condition. But your spirit could also have idols in it. Verse 2, and the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, God is a talking God, the God of Ezekiel, the God of the King James Bible. He is a talking God. He will come to you. He will speak to you. He's come to me in visions, in dreams. He has shown up in my living room. Mm-hmm. He'll talk through his angels. He'll talk through animals. He'll talk through nature. He is always speaking. He does not want you to be ignorant, left without guidance and direction. He wants you to know the path to take. And he also has given you something called your conscience in your soul. Last night, I just had a wonderful conversation with another spiritual daughter. And I spoke some things I shouldn't have spoke about another person. So I had today repent of that. God convicted me that that's not what a shepherd and a mama's to do. So I asked God to forgive me and take those words and everything I said, even though they were true, and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness and to wipe that from my slate, so to speak. 
And he did. And after I did that, that's when that young girl came to me and asked to be my spiritual daughter. So you have to have a conscience in your soul. But many of you have a seared conscience. That means it's been uh, seared would be like hard, unbendable. It's not tender towards right. It might think that wrong and evil was good and appropriate. It might be subject to your feelings. It may not hear the little small voice of God saying, that's not right. It will not convict you. And the conscience is a part of your spirit that it's trying to speak to your soul. So your soul's mind, the soul's heart will change. If it needs to repent and say, please forgive me. And you turn from that way of doing something. Or you take those words and you say they were wrong. Even though they were true, I shouldn't have spoken them. So your conscience needs to be awake, not seared, not evil, not covered in a wax grossness, not dead. We see that in some evil people. They do evil, horrible things to animals, to nature, to children, to teens, to adults. And we ask them, where's their conscience? Doesn't that bother them? They go, no, because their conscience is completely dead. It is shut off from all that's good. It only gives into its own pleasures, its own gods and idols of itself in its heart. The spirit cannot come through to convict it. And how you get convicted is that you, your spirit has been given the truth and the law by the Holy Spirit. And your spirit then is to say to your soul, soul, you're my helpmate. We don't do that. That was not right for what you said or did. Even though you thought it was appropriate, it was okay. When you were talking to that young woman who's your daughter, you don't do that. You can talk in a way where uh, no names are given. They really don't know what they're doing or who you're talking about. Your spirit from the spirit of God is the one that brings the conviction to your awareness of your conscious mind. It's coming out of that unconscious through the subconscious to the conscious mind, your heart. So here we have God speaking his words to Ezekiel. Verse 3, son of man, these men, the elders of Israel, that could be your leaders, your fathers, your mothers, the older brother, the business owners, that came to Ezekiel. So this, he's saying, son of man, these men, these leaders and rulers of your nation, they have come and they have set up their own idols, gods, concepts, ideas, precepts, thoughts, desires in their own heart. 
And from them doing that, they have put stumbling blocks of their iniquity before their own face. When you have idols in your mind, your heart, they become stumbling blocks for your soul and even your spirit. They'll make you trip, just like I did. Sometimes I have the desires to help people so much that I will talk inappropriately from one person about another. And I had to be reminded that's not what a shepherd and a mother and a king does. You can talk about it in discreet ways, never mention names. You can talk about it as if someone else did it. But those idols slip in because of a desire to want to help people the Lord's way. And without me recognizing it during the time I was talking, I had set up an idol and I was worshiping it, serving it, and it was coming out through my soul to a precious young woman who was my daughter spiritually and needed counsel and wisdom. So the next day, my conscience, I knew even that night, soon as I was finished on the phone, I had done wrong. I had served myself a thought, a desire. It had been an idol in my heart, and I had to destroy it through repentance. And when I did that with God and he forgave me, he took it and threw it away, said it never happened. Don't talk to me again about it. Then God was able to bring the other young woman to be her spiritual mother. Now I was back in the place where I was supposed to be. So he is saying your leaders, your men, your rulers, your judges, your politicians, your fathers, your mothers, your business owners, your world leaders, other leaders in faith and organizations, they have set up idols in their own hearts. And I've already told them not to do that, but they've done it. And these idols will become a stumbling block to them. If I had not had a good conscience that was aware and my mind was not submitted to my spirit, my spirit could not have spoken to myself and told me what I did was wrong. But my conscience was tender. It desires to serve only one God and have no idols. So I was able to correct my deeds that I'd already done. Words that I'd already said, they are gone. Can never be used against me again. They're thrown away. There's no evidence. Because Pastor Deborah's always been videotaped, audiotaped through satellites and many other ways to get evidence. We see that now a lot of days. People are looking for evidence, emails, proof, audio tapes, leaked things to prove that somebody's done something wrong. I have lived under that since, oh, probably my whole life. And I recognized that that was what I did. 
just last night, would have been used against me in the courtroom with the judge of the king of the universe to bring judgment against me, to stop me from being a spiritual mother, to have the anointing lifted off me, to have no blessings, not to draw people to me in the spirit. That was always my calling. I got anointed to be a mother. And I got anointed and a blessing to have people come to me in the spirit so they could talk to me. And Satan wants to stop that. He wants to pervert it if he can, use it for himself. And if not, force the judge of the universe to make a judgment on me that I am not a worthy, righteous, spiritual being. I have idols in my heart. And therefore, the law of the kingdom of heaven, I must be taken out of commission, set down, and found guilty. That's how serious idols in your heart can be. They'll slip up. They'll come in disguise. They'll work with your soul, your needs to help people. And before you know it, your mouth is running off. And saying things it shouldn't be saying. So Ezekiel goes on and says, these idols become stumbling blocks. You can't walk straight. You trip over them. That's what I did. You fall. Mm -hmm. Keeps you from being in the righteous relationship with this God of Ezekiel that you should be. The blessings get lifted off. The anointing. Or you stay in it and it all becomes perverted and twisted. And what you had desired to be to help people becomes a horrible, evil way, wicked in helping people. And then they determine that that must be how God is because you work for God. He must be the same way. I just told the lady last night, I have nobody over me but God. He takes it very seriously, and he has to judge me just like he did last night. Not during the time I was talking. It came after I was finished, and he said, that was not righteous. Those were not righteous words. That is not what my son did. Now, because of my training, I knew what to do, how I had talked, what I had said, my own idols in my heart to help people and be a spiritual mother had caused me to stumble from righteousness into unrighteousness, from good to not good, to being an evil, wicked mother of darkness to a child, being a respecter of persons. I was stumbling from everything that God desired for me to be. So God had to help my spirit. My spirit knew, but it had to sort of duh and convict the soul part of me so that the soul part and the spirit together could repent and ask God's mercy and forgiveness and to take the words, throw them away into the sea of forgetfulness, never to be risen again. There's no evidence. And I returned back to what I was, wiser, 
smarter and more well aware of my own idols that can pop up. See those little ones, those little things? They could come into one of these big, they could just grow all of a sudden. You get a phone call, an email. Can I talk to you? And boom, a little thing becomes a big idol. Mm -hmm. Like that one just passing by. And that happened to me just last night. Tests are always going to come. Trials are going to come. And these idols can come up and they will be a stumbling block to you. They will cause you problems with your friends, family, and community. You will stumble from the road of righteousness. You might stumble and fall off a cliff and be lost, separated from this God. You will stumble in the ways that he desires you to go. He's trying to lead you on a straight and narrow path, and you trip up yourself. And there's a rock, an idol in your heart, a concept, an idea, a desire, a feeling that is not of this God of Ezekiel. And you follow it. It becomes your God for a few hours on the phone. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. So Ezekiel goes on and said, these stumbling blocks are called stumbling blocks of iniquity. And they come before your face. What I did last night. I stumbled. These idols are always out there trying to catch you, trip you up. They are idols of iniquity, wickedness, perverseness. They are not on the path of righteousness with this God of Ezekiel. They're trying to turn you and cause you to stumble in those ways, fall off the wagon, so to speak. But they're full of iniquity and perversion and evil and pride. That was pride working last night. That's an evil way. It's all about me. Oh, I, you, I'm your mother. I have a right to say and teach. Pride is an iniquity. It's a stumbling block. That just happened to me. And I'm well on my way. But the idols are always out there in the soul floating around, trying to settle down, be planted, coming in all the time to the soul through words, pictures, songs, news. And what happens is they could blow up just like that one passing and you stumble right over it. And if your conscience and your soul and your spirit is not tender towards God and his ways, if it's seared, dead, you will not be able to be picked up. You will lay in your evil wickedness of iniquity. And Satan will take that to the God, the judge of the universe, and he will come against you. And he will look, and God, the judge, will look at the evidence. Yep, she said it. Yep, she did that. Gave her time to repent. She didn't. You are correct, Satan. And he will ask for the judgment. Take the anointing of being a spiritual mother. Take the blessings of working with people in the spirit. Take all the wisdom she has. Give her physical problems. I want her destroyed, dead. That is the power of idols in your heart. And I thank goodness my conscience was tender. And God could reach it. 
I knew what to do because I've been well-trained and that doesn't exist. Those words are gone. What I'd said, the memory and the other person will be taken away. They'll not have any memory of what I said about another person. That's how powerful forgiveness is from this judge. If you do it for the right reasons and you still desire to be working for him. A lot of pastors and leaders will not get in front of the public and say, I screwed up. I said something that wasn't true. I shouldn't have done it. That's not my position as a leader. That was an idol in my heart. And it was one of iniquity, wickedness, and pride. They won't do that. They won't even ask, barely ask you to forgive them. But once I deal with it, God takes it away out of the atmosphere, out of all the evidence, the videos, the audios, it's gone. Then I have to never do it again. This God of Ezekiel was telling him, hey, these people have idols in their hearts. They, should I be inquiring about it of all of them? So this God is trying to help Ezekiel to see in the unseen what is going on in the hearts, the minds, the souls of Israel. He's inquiring. And he's saying, Ezekiel, shouldn't I be inquiring about it? Shouldn't I be looking at all my people, my children, and asking them, do you have idols in your heart? He's asking Ezekiel, don't I have a right to do that? Shouldn't I be looking? I'm trying to help this whole nation be blessed, be above everybody else, be a royal priesthood, so they can be a blessing and take me and my words and love to other nations. So shouldn't I be looking into their thoughts to see if there's idols of iniquity at work? That was the question Ezekiel was being asked. So I ask you, do you have idols in your heart? Just like these. Some are little ones that will grow up with the right thought, the right situation, the right circumstance. Some will grow slowly. Some will get fed by others. Some will remain little seeds. You see them, the little ones? And they will be passed on to your children when you teach them at home. Others will grow big and they'll be fed by society, family, friends, religion, circumstances. Some of them have been idols in the family for a long time, thousands and thousands of years. Oh, they're always fleeting, coming and going. Some get bigger. But he's saying to ask yourself, do you have idols? Something you worship that's hard, that's built from iniquity and it's full of pride. An idol is something you worship, usually a god, a thought, a system, a government, a leader, besides the God of Ezekiel and his laws for our spirit, our soul, and our body. And that is your word of encouragement. If you discover that you too have idols in your heart, what do you do? 
God says, number one, ask me if you have them. I knew what happened because I'm taught and trained by him. Maybe you don't know what an idol looks like or what it is, how it gets built by words, circumstances, trauma, abuse, by society, by your educational systems, by war. Study idols. Study what they are. They are solid things that you worship and that you serve in the place of the God of Ezekiel. You could be pride, could be your idol. Greed could be yours. Wanting a legacy could be yours. Having titles could be yours. Being number one could be yours. You're serving them by doing. Their concepts, their ideas, their beliefs, your religion might be your idol. Mm -hmm. Don't know. So in this word of encouragement, Ask yourself, pray to this God of Ezekiel, even if you don't believe in him. He will help you, and you will know. Help him to ask him to make your conscience unseared, to come alive and be tender towards him so he can speak to you. And if you feel this conviction and you feel, I did something I shouldn't have done. I hurt people. I did evil, wicked things. I lied. I was a backbiter. I was a gossiper. I was an adulterer to somebody or something. Then ask God to forgive you for that and to wash all of that away out of your life. And he will because he loves you so much. He will take his son's blood from the cross. His son will be your defense attorney. He will plead your case in front of the judge, while on the other side of the courtroom will be Satan and his evil spirits trying to prosecute you and prove with evidence of videotapes, emails, texts, satellite videos that you are guilty, which you are. Pastor Deborah was. But if you go before the judge and say, I'm guilty, I did this, I have idols in my heart, I served them in thoughts, in words, in deeds, I lifted that up instead of you. Please forgive me. I admit my guilt and apply the judgment. Now, what the judgment will be is Christ Jesus will say, Father, remember the cross. I asked you to forgive them for they know not what they do. And it was finished. That judgment will be applied to you. And he will say, not guilty. You're covered by the blood. It's been washed away. Oh, and Satan on the other side will be fuming. He says, I got the evidence. I got the evidence. And the judge will say, present your evidence. All the tapes will be empty, blank, no audio, no text, nothing. All destroyed because the blood of Jesus washed it away. And he will tell you as you're at the right in front of him. He will say, now, child. You go and sin no more. You have the power not to do that again. But if you fall and stumble and forget, you come before me again. If you're brought here, and you will be, we'll have to deal with it again. 
but he'll say, go and sin no more. Do not do that again. Do not build that idol. And soon all the idols that are there, they'll be destroyed, vanquished, killed by your own self with the help of this Christ Jesus, because you can't do it on your own. So there's hope for you and help. But first, you must ask yourself, do you have idols in your heart, your mind, your soul, and in your spirit? Dear Heavenly Father, this word went out. I thank you for using my own life to teach from. Help them to ask themselves these questions to see if they have idols in their own heart. Help them, Father, to find the way, pick them back up. Teach them. Show them the judgment that Christ Jesus can apply. Show them the enemy that's trying to come against them and how all of these idols can be used for evil instead of good. Help them, Father, this is your work. So this word of encouragement is for you today. There is help for you. The idols can be destroyed, taken away. But first, you got to know if you have them, and he will help you. So be encouraged. You don't have to live with idols in your heart. They can be destroyed, and you can worship and serve the one true God, not yourself, not your desires, not what your soul wants. They can all be vanquished, and you can be in the right standing with the God of Ezekiel, and he will smile on you and say, that's my child. That's my blessed one. All right. You be encouraged, and I'll see you again next week in another word of encouragement from Agape Love. Love is here's global teaching ministry out of the Zoom studio. Love. Bye.